Hello, and welcome to Piecing the Parsha Together. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Va'era. Parsha's Va'era brings to light a question that many Mepharshim among the Rishonim address, and that is, Hashem tells Moshe, I'm going to harden Paro's heart. And the question is, how could it be that Hashem hardens Paro's heart and then Paro gets punished for that? Seemingly, he has lost his free will. And the classic approach, shiz, among the Rishonim, are either Paro hardening his heart for the first five plagues, therefore leaves him to get punished for the remaining plagues. Alternatively, in order for Aparo to have true free will, to be able to make the choice to do the right thing or not in letting B'nai Yisrael go, requires Hashem to sort of harden his heart to maintain that balance in the face of pressure that would have come from the Mitzrayim or just around him. The, the destruction that is being brought on the land of Mitzrayim. So if Paro acquiesces in that situation, he's not really doing it because he wants to do the right thing. Rather, he's doing it because he feels pressure. And when I think about this question, I think it can highlight to a certain degree another question. And that is, why do we care? We understand Paro as the villain of the Mitzrayim story. And when is it that we feel sympathy for villains? And it's a lengthy back and forth over the Parshios of Shmos and Ve'era. And if we focus on Parsha Shmos, Paro's very, very bad. It is sometimes difficult to appreciate the full impact of the words the Torah says, but enslaving an entire group of people, killing the males. I'm thinking of the story of American slavery and the anecdotes I am familiar with in that context of giving lashes to slaves repeatedly and then pouring salt water or brine on the open wounds of the bloody back. And I listen to those stories and I cringe or stories about families being separated or stories about slaves being tortured or having limbs chopped off or women being forced to father children from their slave masters. And these stories, I think, horrify people today. And if we had these details about the story in Mitzrayim, we would probably incorporate some of these stories if we had them, and we do, in the Pesach Seder. Paro is a really bad person, a dictator, a despot, a tyrant. So why do we care about what happens to him? 
We celebrate the destruction of Mitzrayim during the Passover Seder. Perhaps we mitigate it to an extent. We don't say Hallel uh, in the later days, at least from the Torah, right? We may say Achatzi Hallel, which is more of a rabbinic enactment. Right? Perhaps that's why we pour out some of the wine at the Seder, but nevertheless, we celebrate it. So why do we have this concern? Whether Hashem hardens Paro's heart or not, perhaps the whole thing is just a punishment. And in last week's Parsha, it is already mentioned that Hashem threatened Paro with killing the firstborn. And I believe the Sforno says in Parsha Shmos that every one of the plagues is just a warning leading up to that. So it's all a punishment. Paro has treated Bnei Israel badly for a long time. That's why we can't stay for 400 years. That's why it ends up only being 210. Right? If we think of what was mentioned last week, that Moshe says, let them go. They need a spiritual recharge. He doesn't let them do that either. So what do we care? We can understand. This is what Rashi says in the very first Rashi on the Torah of Parsha's bow. We have the mitzvah of Kiddush HaKodesh. That's what the Torah is about. It's about teaching us what to do. And the Parshios leading up to Parshas bow and the Korban Pesach, fundamental stories for the shaping of our history as B'nai Yisrael. And obviously, the story of Itzias Mizraim is fundamental to our Mesorah. We have a night where we have to transmit that Mesorah. But why is this detail of Paro's heart here? What are we supposed to take from it? So with that, there are two different works I saw this year that explain, that elaborate on the hardening of Paro's heart in a, in a similar vein. And I think they can help shed light on this question, which is worth much consideration if we're truly approaching these stories, trying to figure out what we're supposed to take from it, rather than just the story of a villain being punished. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, Zechrono Levracha, in his last work on Aparsha, I believe, traces Paro's development by looking at Egyptian society and the different deities that Egypt had, and he ultimately says that it is Paro's arrogance as a leader. And how can Paro, once he has put himself in the position that he's not going to let B'nai Israel go, how can he rel relinquish that? It doesn't look right for him as a leader. And he says that ends up creating a hypocrisy for Paro. As that if, based on Egyptian society, maintaining order, what Paro is doing goes against that. And it causes, obviously, ruin on the Egyptian people. But it doesn't matter, because Paro has staked out his position, and he can't go back on it. It would be a sign of weakness. Similarly, Rabbi Emanuel Bernstein, in the truly wonderful Sefer, the mentions in Chumash, quotes Maisa Hashem, 
which explains the back and forth between Paro and Moshe in a similar vein. That when Moshe comes in last week's Parsha and says that your firstborn will die, and it doesn't happen, Paro thinks, I've got this. And he says in this week's Parsha, Moshe goes and throws down his staff, and it turns into a snake, but Paro's magicians are able to do that as well. And even though Moshe's staff swallows up the magician's staffs, Paro sees parity. I can do this too. And he says that if you look at all of the other plagues, there is some spot where uh, the plague doesn't materialize quite the way Moshe said it. And therefore, Paro will look to see. See, it didn't happen quite that way. I ultimately am more powerful. Even though, with every one of these responses of Paro, his psychological victories, Mitzrayim is taking further and further devastation. And it's a further toll on the people. Doesn't matter to Paro. Hashem hasn't acted the way he expects a God to act in terms of carrying out the strongest punishment possible. Therefore, he's not as strong as my God, and I can win. So again, this question of ego, this question of looking for the convenient answer, even though it flies in the face of the reality that is around you. And of course, this is an issue which is relevant to us all, perhaps in the last couple of years, more than ever, we can look at our leaders around us and we see them going just this way, headlong into whatever political perils for our nation or other nations in the, in the justification and the sureness of their position. The consequences around them doesn't matter. They'll find the one sliver to hold on to that confirms their belief. and. It's easy for us to then say, well, I'm, I'm not one of these leaders. I don't focus on politics. What difference does it make to me? I think we probably are all guilty of that at the same time. We can have a situation in our lives where we know we need to do something different. And we will ignore that. And focus perhaps once again on some small out for us that it's not so bad, or I don't have to do it now, or it's not my fault. And we will ignore the reality around us, the people who are outside of us can clearly see. So, how is this story, this back and forth that plays out over last week's Parsha and this week's Parsha? Moshe telling Paro to do the right thing and recognize the tyranny of his actions, and he ignores it because he can't admit that he's wrong, like Rabbi Sachs puts it, or because he's able to find some shred of justification, some shred of moral victory, the way the Maisa Hashem is quoted by Rabbi Bernstein puts it. And I believe there is a piece somewhere on Pesach from Rabbi Salavechik, where he says that this is the emphasis of the Tzias Mitzrayim, is that we have to remember not to mistreat people because we were once mistreated. 
And again, the same idea. How do we treat others? How do we react when people mistreat us? Do we then do the same exact thing? Can the oppressed become the oppressors? In so many ways. It doesn't have to be a country. It could be us in our personal lives. We get upset if people don't don't follow through for us, but do we follow through for them? We get upset if people mistreat us, talk negatively towards us, make fun of us, then do we do the same thing? So Sefer Shmos is the focus of B'nai Israel as a people, and we're going to start having mitzvahs in next week's Parsha. But what's a more fundamental lesson you could say even before we get to that, before we get to the mitzvahs of Hashem's nation, we have to remember, and we remember it constantly in Davani, we remember constantly throughout the day, constantly in the rituals we do over the course of the year, say it in Kiddush every Friday night, remember Mitzrayim. Remember what it's like to be mistreated. And you don't go and do the same thing. Powerful lesson. Lesson that we can learn from Paro, the villain. And his intransigence at doing the right thing. Wish everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.